Hey everyone, welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. In the Mobile User Acquisition Show, we feature interviews with the smartest folks in mobile and growth who share invaluable, actionable, tactical insights on every aspect of mobile growth and marketing, not to mention some adjacent areas just as well. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is presented by me, Shaman Rao, CEO of the mobile growth marketing firm Rocketship HQ and produced by Karishma Sundaram, our superstar content marketing manager at Rocketship HQ. Each episode includes strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile growth marketing that you can use to unlock tremendous growth for your app in a sustainable and capital-efficient manner. Today's episode is a mini-episode, much like many others that we have put out. And today's covers a very important and very topical theme, which is what's happening with Facebook ads right now, right? It's been just under a month since ATT's trigger was pulled by Apple. ATT adoption is still not close to 100%. And in this mini, mini episode, we wanna highlight four challenges and four opportunities that we see with Facebook ads Really, it's a summary of what's working right now and what's happening right now on Facebook ads based on a number of ad accounts that we see and a number of conversations that we've had with app developers and marketers the world over. Let's jump right in and let's start with four challenges. Number one, there's no purchase data for some apps reported in Facebook. So. For apps with low payer percentage, with purchaser-based schemas, we see no or very few purchases reported within the Facebook interface via SKR network. This is very likely because the purchase data, the conversion event data for purchases is not triggering Apple's privacy threshold, right? Because if you have very, very few purchases coming from a campaign, maybe four or five purchases per day per campaign, the conversion values for these events are getting obfuscated by Apple's privacy threshold. At this point, there isn't a lot of consensus on what the privacy thresholds are, just because a lot of the very different people we talk to are seeing very, very different indications of what the pri uh, privacy thresholds could be. This makes it very frustrating, but the reality is low signal or low volume signals are not getting captured very well. Challenge number two, no breakdowns between re-downloads and new users. So SKR network postbacks have a flag for re-downloads. So technically, if you have a postback, you should be able to identify which users are re-downloading an app, you know, and which users are completely new. But you do not have postbacks available because Facebook does not share them with advertisers or MNPs. It still boggles my mind as to why Apple should want to send postbacks to ad networks, but not advertisers. Anyway, what all of this means is that we won't know how many users are new and how many users are returning in a sense all campaigns become similar to AAA campaigns just now. Challenge number three, 
no clear metrics at the ad group level and the creative level. While your campaign level data is clear and can be confirmed as coming from uh, SCAD network, your ad group and creative level data is modeled or estimated. While these creative and ad group metrics still ladder up and add up to ad uh, campaign level metrics, these are still modeled and imprecise. Additionally, these are not in an easily readable format in columns. So you can actually compare, oh, there's my add to cart, there's my registration, so on and so forth. Right? So that becomes hard to identify which ad groups are doing well, which creators are doing well. And on some accounts we see, you just see installs. You do not see post-install metrics. On some others, you do see post-install metrics by ad group and creators. So it's a little bit tricky to really observe performance at a relatively granular level. Challenge number four, somewhat related to number three, uh, it is that reporting is a mess. Most MMP reporting is not in a form that can be easily used. That's frustrating. Right now, we use Facebook reported metrics as a source of truth, also just because metrics are presented with more clarity than most MMPs are at this point. What's also true is big, that one of the complications with reporting is that because of Apple's system of timers in SCAD network, most data comes in with a 24 to 48 hour lag. So we typically have to not look at the most recent three days while evaluating performance, which makes reporting and optimization much more challenging than it was before, or, and certainly much more challenging, challenging than we would like for it to be. With all that said, there are strategies and things that we are doing that to combat the above. And while we don't yet have what we would consider to be perfect solutions, there are certainly forward steps. So here are the opportunities and forward steps that we see. Number one, install optimizations working really well. For many apps, we see install optimized campaigns having strong downstream CPAs. This, of course, is a very strong contrast with the pre-iOS 14 campaigns where install optimized campaigns just give very, very poor downstream performance. We are leaning into install optimization more and more. Number two, non-iOS 14 campaigns which target IDFA-based users are still working. So they're functional, likely because iOS 14.5 adoption is still relatively low at this point of time. We are Right now, running a mix of IS-14 and non-IS-14 campaigns on many accounts. This is because we also want to get deterministic ROAS for as long as we possibly can. But again, this may not be around for too long, and the performance isn't the best on non-IS-14 campaigns just now. But it's worth, worth noting that it is available right now. Number three. Persona and interest-based creative pairing is making progress. We're starting to see progress with targeting creators based on user personas, demographics, and interests. While in the pre-iOS 14 world, Facebook's algorithm would basically select creators for us and pair them to audiences. Now we're seeing some progress with manually pairing creators to audiences. Let's just say these could be creators that are tailored to parents 
of blue collar job seekers of women aged 18 to 24 looking to save money. All of these have had tailored creatives and we st are starting to see some progress with these strategies. Opportunity number four, blended numbers still provide very, very strong guidance. While overall SCAD network reporting is still a mess at this point, as I've uh, perhaps understood earlier in this session, in this episode, we are still using the guardrails of blended CPAs and blended ROAS numbers right now. And in multiple instances, we are seeing performance to be closer to bull case expectations rather than bear case expectations from our planning. More importantly, we and the other stakeholders are able to have confidence that these are numbers we trust and these are numbers we can actually make decisions off of, which is not what we can say for SCAD network numbers right now. So lean into blended numbers. And by the way, this is something we talked about in the very first session of the Mobile Growth Lab workshop series. We have recorded videos from the entire series available for you which we will link to in the show notes. So definitely check that out if you are interested in a much, much deeper dive with examples, with case studies, with data of how to plan, how to prepare for all things IS-14. But of course, with all of these challenges and all of these opportunities, it is still very early days. And still, there are many problems that do need to be addressed. But my hope is that this episode gives you an idea of the lay of the land with Facebook ads and the path forward. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. If any of this was helpful or instructive, I would love for you to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast fix. This podcast takes a ton of time, effort, and love to produce, and I deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share. Thank you for listening, and I will look forward to sharing our next episode soon.